Check it out, man. There's somebody out there that's been struggling, been hurt, a victim of rape, a victim of hate, and it impacted your life so much that you don't know how to trust, you don't know how to love anybody. I want to let you know there's healing and restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Truth teller, look. Maybe you didn't know this by the way she smiles. No one even cares all of the pain she has, but she still and everyone. Thank you for joining us for an evening of conversation, transparency, and truth about domestic violence. We are going to listen to their stories. We're going to understand their pain. We're going to applaud their journey, and we are going to celebrate their survival. This is a place of peace and new beginnings where healing the hurt of heartbreak begins. Let me share with you all a little bit about what the Place to Prosper podcast is all about. We'll be talking to men and women who have experienced domestic violence and who have been healed and have been able to move forward. Or sometimes we may even speak with men or women who are currently experiencing domestic violence. And we are going to speak with family members of people who have not survived domestic violence because we want to put a face to domestic violence. We want to be able to conversate and heal and be a place for those whom we are speaking with or healing for those who are listening. This could be you or someone who you know, so please invite them to join us. Today we are speaking with Linda. Hi, Linda. How are you today? 
Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Um, let me share with you, Linda, that I will occasionally interject with some questions for you as you share your story with us. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, wonderful. Um, well, I know I'm not the first one to say this to you, but I'm glad that you are here and living life to the fullest and dancing as if no one is watching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wonderful. Um, so please, Share with us your story survival and, you know, please share with us whatever you are comfortable with sharing. You can start at the beginning of your story in the middle uh, wherever you feel comfortable. Um, you know, we'll be glad to listen to you and prayfully we will inspire um, some young lady or some young man that might be, you know, currently in the situation of something that you've been through and something that I've been through and hopefully we can motivate them to, um, move forward and to live their best life. So you, whenever you're comfortable, you can go ahead and start with your story. Okay. Well, I was in this situation for about 13 years. Um, I was actually in the relationship for about 17. The first three years were really wonderful. I will say that I met them at a time when my self-esteem was low. I was a single mother. Um, I had gained a lot of weight and had been told that because I was single and I was so heavy that no one else would want me. So when I met this person and they really just made me feel like I was the only woman in the world. Mm -hmm. um, they were very kind to my child, um, got to a point where they wanted me to be with them at all times. Mm -hmm. I did not know at that time that that was a part of the method of them um, isolating me from others. Mm -hmm. But the, the way it felt like is that it felt like love because it just felt like they really wanted to be with me. Mm -hmm. About three years into the relationship was the first time the violence took place. There was a disagreement around the way I'd done something that he did not like. And out of nowhere, he sort of slapped me and I fell to the floor. Um, while alarming, it was not um, alarming enough for me to get out because I grew up in a family of domestic violence, so it was not familiar to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After the first couple of times, I, I went into, I guess, what everybody feels. You start to feel ashamed. Um, you're not really sure what to do. Um, you're afraid to tell and afraid not to tell. I was battling within myself, and I start hearing some of the same old stories as before. You're fat. Now, mm -hmm. by this time, I have two kids. Um, nobody's going to want you. You can't make it. And all of those things really settled into my mind. And so for years, I put up with that because I just did not have the self-love. Mm -hmm. uh, and because I had not shared with anyone, I didn't have the support. Um, I was feeling as if I could not make it without that person. Um, I just I had so many emotions going on. I didn't want my son to be without his father. There was still a part of me that loved him. I didn't love what he was doing, but I loved him. I felt like if I didn't leave him, maybe I could change him. It was just so many things. And I never shared it, like I said, mostly because of the shame and because I was still asking myself, how could you let this happen to you? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I totally agree with you on that because it is hard. Um, you know, a lot of people don't understand the and that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because uh, uh, the last podcast that I did with uh, Jimmy or the first one we did, uh, I shared with them how, you know, one of his questions to me was, um, why did you stay? You know, that was one of his questions to me. And 
like I told him, it's it's hard to leave. You know, mm-hmm. you're afraid to leave. You're fearful because you mm-hmm. just don't know what to do. You know that you don't yes. want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know that what's happening to you is not right. But just being able to find that strength to say, especially when you have a child in the home mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the child is, you know, if that's the child's other parent you don't know what to do and you're scared you don't want that child to be mad at you because you took that child from their their father or their dad you know their you just it's so many emotions and one of those points you made about still loving that person Mm -hmm. um it's hard not to to love somebody when you love them even if they have the worst character at all there's something that you see good in them mm-hmm. at some point you saw something yeah. good you know mm-hmm. and um so it's it's hard to not love a person and then overcome that feeling of knowing that you need to have self-love for yourself that's true you know yeah. it's hard it's a wrestling match absolutely yeah. absolutely and I also absolutely. discovered that I had made him so much of my life that I had really my life was him my life mm-hmm. had become just him mm-hmm. and and the two kids and oh, yeah. so I was always wondering well if I don't have him what do I have mm-hmm. and, and a lot of it had to do with my self-esteem just being totally shot gotcha you know what I I can understand that because you so when you get so wrapped up in somebody else, you really almost don't realize that you don't even focus on yourself anymore. That's true. You don't even realize it. You're just like, everything is about them. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they want to do, wherever they want to go, whatever makes them happy, you get caught up in that little thing. Because yes. if they're not happy, they're going to retaliate, Right. you know, sometimes in a, in a bad way against you. Right. So, you know, I, I, I remember almost feeling like, um, you know, Linda, like I was almost walking on eggshells mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Just walking on eggshells real, like not knowing Lord, if I, he going to get pissed real quick, mm-hmm. he going to get pissed <laughs> off, you yep. know, what I, I ain't going to talk loud. I'm just going to be quiet. I'm going to try to, it's almost like you try to melt into the furniture mm-hmm. to just not have any, conflict you just wanted right. to just but that thing will pop off before you know it and then you'll be like oh lord here we yes. go he acting a fool again acting a fool again um did you so um and this is one of the things I want to ask too because uh and it has to do with why did you stay there are women men and women um who are experiencing domestic violence now one thing I did learn um because I also teach this this class, domestic violence class with my job. So one of the things I did learn was that men do get abused. There are domestic violence cases where men get abused, but men don't report it, you know, because of that stigma of yeah. you're a man. How you going to let a woman, you know, be hitting on you and all that. But all men don't hit women, you know, right. so, and then they don't report it because it's a stigma thing and you know you know how you know men don't want to be looked at as being able to be beat up so statistically there are no numbers out there about men who are being being abused you know it's just always about women and because you know statistically so much happens with women who are in abusive situations so 
Um, I said that to say this when uh, back to where you're talking about um, why you didn't leave and people always asking people, why do you not leave? It's like for you and I want you to because there's women at home right now who may hear this podcast who are going through domestic violence and they've if they've expressed it to somebody else, um, that person maybe has said to them, girl, why don't you go ahead and leave? Well, what could you tell them or what would you tell them to try to help them move forward? Because, you know, you've been in domestic violence situation. I've been in domestic violence. What would you want to say to them to try to get them to move forward and to move on and to get out of what they're currently in? I would tell them that I know it's scary. I know there are a lot of what ifs, Mm -hmm. but you have to put your life ahead of your fears. Mm -hmm. Um, You can make it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it alone. Um, You have to learn to love yourself more than you are just being comfortable in the situation or just making yourself, allowing yourself to be comfortable in the situation. Mm -hmm. You are worth more. You don't deserve it. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. And you can make it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking back now, I'm just really thinking about this because I really don't share this story very often. Um, what? Um, that um, I, I now know because there would have been a time in my life if a woman had come to me, I would have said, well, why are you, why are you staying? But it, people don't realize when, you, when you're in the midst of the forest, you can't really see your way out of it. Absolutely. It's, it's a day-by-day thing when mm. you start learning, getting the will to fight for your own life. Mm. And then I also had to start thinking about, I had a daughter. I didn't want her being raised thinking that's how women were supposed to be treated, even though I had seen my own mother done that way. Mm-hmm. And I had a mm-hmm. son. I didn't want him to think that that's how he was supposed to be able to treat women. Absolutely. So I had to make it up in my mind. Okay, I know this is not right. I've got to find a way out of this. Absolutely. And slowly but surely, things started happening, you know, and, you know, by the grace of God, he ended up truly just getting a promotion and moving out of mm. the state. Mm. And then I, so that sort of forced me, you know, right, right. to believe that I could make it because I didn't have anybody else then to lean on but me. Right. And I know that's not going to be everybody's situation. But you have to realize right. that there are people out there that are in place that can help you through it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying mm-hmm. every day will be easy, but you can make it. Mm-hmm. You are worth it. You know, your being here today and for and going forward is going to be a blessing to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But it just starts with you loving yourself enough to want to get out of it and not, you know, putting the love for yourself above your fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned self-love. Self-love is when when you're broken down and someone has broken you down and beat you down and verbally, you know, just said everything they could possibly think to say to you. It is hard to love Mm -hmm. yourself when your mind says you are what he says that you are. Yeah, I actually had to start it day by day finding one thing about myself each day that I thought was good. Mm. It'd be some days I would wake up and I would say, you have pretty hair. Oh, you know, it, yes. Or, yeah. Or, yes. you know, those shoes really look good on your feet. Cause there would be days I couldn't look myself in the face, not even in the mirror. 
Oh, and, wow. And stuff. So I would just have to pick little things. That's a cute shirt. It was, it started mm. out not being so much about me, but maybe mm -hmm. things that were attached to me. Yeah. Until I could actually find something on me that I could pour a little love into. Mm. That's and so once, deep. That's yeah. so deep. And that's beautiful. And it was a day by day process. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like I you think started... one day I woke up. I said, "Yo, you have a pretty handwriting." It had oh, nothing really to do with me, right? It was just right. something attached to me that I could find to love. Mm. I've never thought about that. That's awesome. That's awesome mm. because that was your way of saying you. You know, you might couldn't say I am a queen at that moment, right? But you continue to find things, like you said, attached to you to say this is beautiful. This is, mm -hmm. I like this. This is not, and it was, it was all just building you up from the floor up, just basically right. saying until you got to your crown. <laughs> right. Exactly. Until you got to your crown. You, you, exactly. you was keeping it up. That's great. You know what? That's awesome. I hope that, you know, someone that may be listening to this podcast will, will take that, you know, take that to heart. Just find something to say that is attached to just them just them personally not their kids not right. attached to the whole family you know whatever just to them to say I like this shirt I like mm -hmm. this I like these earrings I like yep. you know I like this ring and oh wow I like that I like that a lot that's that's nice I like that um but so you were saying because I I I touch you off while you were saying so you said that the person moved to um out of state yeah, and then he that was back and forth a lot, but mm -hmm. it wasn't to the point that because well, he had other women, um, okay. that, which was a part of the reason why we were going. Well, we all of that was happening, but he still had all these out th outside things that in the in the beginning that I didn't know about. Okay, okay, and stuff. So once all of that started happening, then I started seeing these different things. Mm -hmm. So he was in and out and in and out because I still had not yet come gathered enough strength to tell him that he just could not come. Gotcha. Gotcha. So he would gotcha. go out of town to work and he would just pop up sometimes. You know, oh, wow. he'd be at the door. And, you know, so that helped a lot. So, because those times when he wasn't there, I was able to build a little strength, mm. you know, build mm -hmm. a little strength until I got strong enough. Till I actually truly remember the day that I saw him and didn't feel anything. Mm. And it just took me by such surprise that. Because normally, you know, you get that little leap in your belly. Yes. Or, yes. Or you start to feel like, oh, God, I just hope he doesn't say anything crazy. I hope we can get along. Yes. And it was one day he showed up and all I was like, oh, there's so-and-so. And I felt nothing. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't feel hatred. I didn't feel love. I didn't feel anything. He was just there. And I was able to say, okay, what you need? Which one? Okay. You want to pick him up for a couple of hours? But that was like years, <laughs> years oh, later. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. It takes time, but you can get to that point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, and I, I encountered the same thing. It, it took me years to mm. figure out self-love. It took yeah. years, you know, and, yeah. and you mentioning not feeling anything, you know, at, some, at one point when you grew that way um, with my abuser, when he would call on the phone, like I immediately would be angry like just the sound of mm -hmm. his voice mm -hmm. I would be mm -hmm. I'd be ready to fight because I would just hear his voice and my whole insides yep. were so mad because of what I'd been through with him mm -hmm. I, and you know it was never a nice conversation and then I had yeah. to as 
you know, talking about self-love and, and trying to focus on myself in my journey of healing, I had mm-hmm. to finally say, okay, I don't want to go push him off a cliff now. <laughs> right. <know? laughs> but but I it's didn't a think process. About it. it is. It but is a it, It's a process. <laughs> it's almost like grieving. You know, you, you go yes. from one, one, one level to another and it's a process. Yes. So you go from being hurt and then you next thing you know, you're mad. Yes. And you get to this point where it's like you start to find some peace. Yes. And it's like if you can ever get to that point, if you just get to the point where you can start at finding some peace within yourself, not necessarily with them. Yes. But within yourself, you get to that point where you're like, you know what? I wish them well. You know, if yes. they get hit by a truck. Yeah. So be it. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, if they don't, I'm, I'm still you're cool okay. with them being over it. On the earth, as long as they ain't on my side, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, but but it is a process, you know, and and you have to go through it, and you have to allow yourself, and and the best part of the thing too is I had to learn that I had to allow myself Mm -hmm. to go through the process. There are days I still cried behind the fact that he was gone, and even though I really didn't miss him, right? I, I missed that love, right? That love we used to have I missed that and there would be times I would still be grieving Mm -hmm. so it is like a death and you have to allow yourself to go through that grieving process to get to that peace process absolutely and also you know someone going through that needs to realize it's not an instant thing either no it's not it can be years before Mm -hmm. you find that peace to not yeah. uh not be watching tv and watching some let me t- I'm, and you know what that just brought to mind a television show that i i watched and when i tell you the first time i watched it linda i cried the whole time and that was the uh i think it was a tv show or a movie or something called the burning bed yes i remember that, that? Mm-hmm. when i tell you the first time i watched that movie it made me sick because I saw a reflection of mm-hmm. the, the life that I was living during that time. And I cried the whole movie. I was like, who done went and wrote my life story in this yeah. movie? So it's, it takes a long time, but the whole, it does. the whole point of, you know, getting to that healing is you got to start somewhere you gotta do like you said find you know oh you have a pretty handwriting oh I like the shirt you have on that's really cute you know um Mm -hmm. you you have to start somewhere with acknowledging that you are beautiful in however you can acknowledge it right you know you are and you deserve life and your children deserve their mom you know so you have to start somewhere. So that is so, so important um, to love yourself and to realize that if you're experiencing domestic violence, it is you got to get past it, get through it, move forward and dance like nobody's watching. Like nobody's watching. <laughs> like nobody's watching. So let me yeah. ask you this. Um, now, was your were your friends or family aware of what you were going through? At the time, or did you keep it a secret? I kept it a secret. I Mm -hmm. had one friend that suspected Mm. because they would be like, well, what happened to your arm? And I'd be like, oh, girl, you know, I bumped up again. And I was like, "Mm, you sure did a lot of bumping. I ain't like you. What What happened to you? Mm. What what happened to your lip? Why are you limping? Mm. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. That kind of stuff, you know. So I think she suspected because she should say, you know what? I don't even think he worth your time. And I know y'all been together a long time, but I don't know about him. She just oh. never came outright and said anything. Gotcha. My family, gotcha. my family actually didn't know until maybe 10 years ago when I got married. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they never knew. And my brothers were like, well, why didn't you say anything? Well, because y'all are a little crazy. <laughs> and he was really crazy. Okay. I didn't want anything to happen to y'all. And I, I didn't want anything to happen to him because you got to realize I still got a child by him. Right. And I right. didn't want y'all to go to jail or he ended up killing one of y'all. So right. I was I, I was carrying all those burdens and thoughts in my head as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure your friend that would give you those little, make those little comments. It's like she knew, but she probably didn't know the of what was really going yeah. on or, or yeah. even how to form the words to really yeah. say it to you you know right. are you being abused that's hard that's mm-hmm. hard to admit to somebody else but it's also it hard is. sometimes for people to say that to you because for one maybe she didn't want to offend you you know she didn't want your friendship you know what I'm saying she could have mm-hmm. been like she could have been like hey you know I, I'm not going to say that to her because she may get mad at me and our friendship would be on the line. I mean, you just never know, but, but because um, domestic violence is so, so serious, you know, sometimes, and I'm not faulting your friend, but you know what, we got to step out a little bit further when we're uh, suspecting that somebody's experiencing this because we want people to live. We may not even know somebody down the street, but we don't want nobody to die from, from domestic violence. We, We just don't. And so we got to start, you know, if we suspect some that's happening to somebody, you know, we got to just, we got to call it for what it is, you know, and just, if they fall out with us, they just gonna have to fall out with us because people, we don't know what people need to hear. Like, like me, I'm a hugger. I love to hug. And when I hug, well, look, I, not now I'm not, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me change that. I'm not a hug right now on what April 29, 2020. I'm not hugging. But before that, you know, a couple months yeah. back, I was a hugger. And 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 the thing is, I always look at it like you don't know who needs a hug today. Right. Because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know. That's true. You know, you just don't know. And and a simple gesture as a hug could really just you know, somebody might have been thinking about killing it, going home and killing themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't know. You don't so, know. Yeah, so I'm going to have to rethink my hugging. I don't know what I'm going to do when we go back in the real world. But, <laughs> but, but I'm going to maybe give a note or something. But, um, but you know, we, we just need to keep building each other up. You know, we just yeah. got to, because domestic violence, is it hurts mentally. It hurts physically, um, emotionally. It, it emotionally probably hurts worse than the physical, just depending on what oh, yeah. you're dealing, you know, what you're yeah. experiencing. Um, so we just need to just not let dem- domestic violence continue to be that silent killer that we don't want to talk about. You know, we need to call it for what it is and and go from there. Um, so let's see. Let me ask you this. Now, a lot of people don't call law enforcement like when I was going through my domestic violence situation I never called law enforcement neither did I yeah I don't know why I didn't 
I never well, one of the reasons I, mean, I don't know. One of the reasons I didn't because he was an attorney and he oh. had told me that he was friends with all of the police in our district. Oh. So, and I knew for a fact that some of them were his friends because they had been to our house. Before. So wow. I was okay. fearful of that as well. Gotcha. So you you probably felt like even if I tried to reach out to somebody anonymously mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the police department, somehow it's going to get back to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That's that's yeah. That's an uncomfortable feeling to be in because then you don't know who's going to who would have came to the house. Right. You don't know how mad he would have gotten because of yes. his friend came to the house and you done told his friend that he did this, this, mm-hmm. this. So, wow. Okay. I can understand that. I can understand that because had had uh, the, my abuser, you know, been friends with somebody like that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it either. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't have called either. So, um, so I completely understand that. But um, let's see. Oh, this is one of the things I was thinking about, too. Um, Can you share with us how your abuser behaved after incidents of domestic violence took place? Like, were there the continued apologies, the flower dinner? Like, what was his comeback? What what did he... Um, Actually, no. He was not, like, apologetic. Mm -hmm. It would be more of, see... This is what I keep telling you. And every time you piss me off, this kind of stuff that's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he mm-hmm. was every every now and then he might would say, you know, uh, I'm sorry, you know, it got out of way, and I know I told you I wasn't gonna do that no more. Mm. But it was never like, oh, I'm so sorry, and I gotta break down and just make everything right. It was never like that. It was more like, you know, this is what's gonna happen because. You know, you it, need to do what I tell you to do. Right. You don't. Yeah. Right. You know, I was saying that uh, when Jim and I were talking in the last podcast was about how the abuser um, will try to make the the victim, the uh, the woman that's experiencing the domestic violence, feel like she's responsible for what yeah. has happened. You know, mm-hmm. it's her fault. She's yeah. responsible for what happened. Mm-hmm. Um and and I too went through that same thing. I always felt guilty, like okay, oh, yeah. you know, like I did something to make him mad, mm-hmm. and that's why, you know, when I mentioned the eggshells, which it sounds like you related to too, yeah, that's why I would just be quiet. I just try to go home and slide in and blend in with the furniture, and maybe, yeah. you know, maybe he won't pay me no attention, and then I don't have to, you know, go through nothing. So, right. yeah, so I completely, completely understand that. Now, he, my abuser didn't do the um, the dinner and the apologies mm-hmm. and all that stuff either. He he didn't do the, um, none of that. I don't know what his comeback for. He never even apologized because, you know, he his thing would be, you know, after something would happen. And, and one day when I finally told him, you know, you're an abuser, you, you are an abuser. His comeback to me was, no, I'm not an abuser because I didn't leave any marks on you. So that's mm. not abuse. So mm. I I was like, at least then I did have that much sense to know that that person was an abuser and to say it to him. But in his mind, he's like, no, because I didn't leave any marks on you. 
Yeah, here I am 28 years later, and I'm yeah. considering myself a domestic violence abuser because you abuse me. But anyway, you know, that's he that was his comeback, if you want to say. He he didn't consider himself uh abusing me in any way. So however. Um okay, I got one last question for you. What would you share? And this is similar to what I already asked you a few minutes ago, but what would you share with others in similar situations to, again, this, I want to reiterate what you said, to encourage Mm -hmm. them to move forward and to live their best life. Say it for us one more time. What would you tell anybody that's listening to this podcast that is experiencing domestic violence, who has a friend that's experiencing domestic violence? What would you tell them to tell their friend? about moving forward? I would just tell them, you know, first of all, it's not their fault. Yes. You know, you know they didn't do anything wrong. Um, I would encourage them that if they do have someone that, that they can talk to, 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 say, to speak out to them, to reach out to someone, um, even if it's not someone within their circle, if they mm. have to dial the hotline, mm-hmm. I would encourage anyone who has a friend that they suspect that they ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Is this happening to you? And what can I do to help you mm-hmm. get out of this situation? Um, there is life on the other side. Um, yes. And you deserve to have that better life. Absolutely. Absolutely absolutely deserve it deserve to live deserve to be happy deserve to have peace because yes. peace is for real <laughs> let's make yeah. it. peace is just not a five-letter word it is for real um, it is well is there anything else in your story that you want to share with us anything else you want to to add um yeah. i would I also think- encourage them that once they find the peace within themselves mm-hmm. and their self-love that in order to live a complete life, they're going to also have to find some way to have forgiveness. And that's a hard one. But until you're really, truly able to forgive them, it's, it still holds you down in some way. Yes, I agree. That is, that's, that's big too, right there. That is for real. That's not holding, not get, not having that forgiveness still gives them a little power over you. Mm. And once you get free, you want to be free indeed. And so you have to find a way to forgive them. Absolutely. You have to not, you know, care if they fall off a cliff. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Drunk, right. And, that, and that's part of the forgiveness. Right. Like, Absolutely. I won't push them. Right. I won't push them. <laughs> but you know, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna feel bad if they do fall. Right. But I ain't. Uh, you're I not ain't gonna, gonna push. But them. I ain't gonna push them. Right. Exactly. As a, and yeah. that's true too, because you know what? <clears throat> that forgiveness that you talked that you just talked about. Um. You know, when I like I said well, uh, earlier, it took me years to get to that to say. Right. You know. Because guess what? People don't understand that when you're holding on to that anger and you still mad about what you went through with them, it, it can make you sick. It can exactly. make you physically sick. It's it's all it it consumes your mind. You know, you can't be free mentally. Right. So you're right. That forgiveness is a big part. That's a big part. Well it is. Absolutely. Well, Linda, you have been absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you for your voice, 
your life, your strength, your current, and your your courage, rather, and your transparency. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, I, pl- I applaud you for doing this, for creating this platform. Oh. Um, it's very much needed. You know, this is not something that people just really want to go around speaking about, but I feel yes. like if we take the the shame out of it and let people know mm. that they're not alone, that more people will be able to speak up and more people will live. And that's what this is all about. Thank you. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Well, thank you all for tuning in and joining us today for an evening of conversation, transparency, and truth about domestic violence. We look forward to having you join us again for our next conversation with another voice of strength and courage. We are placed to prosper. This is a place of peace and new beginnings where the healing of hurt and heartbreak begins. Until next time, good evening. See